All right, everybody, here we go. Challenge day eight. We are coming around the corner, right? Around the bend, around the final turn here with this 10-day challenge. And, uh, you know, today's, this maybe should be the number one indicator. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. But uh, Lauren Waters, my teammate, and I are here talking about indicator eight, which is clean, safe, secure, and adequate facilities. And I don't know, this, we can honestly talk about this one maybe for hours, but I'm only going to spend a couple minutes <laughs> because... Nobody, nobody wants to uh, uh, learn or work or be in a dirty place, right? And so the number one substandard on here is a maintained facility inspection checklist, right? So this is not just, I mean, the list is annually reviewed, but every week, you know, there should be a conversation. And I remember, Lauren, uh, one school that I had to take over um, for a short interim basis, they were always like, complaining about their custodial team and you know when there was you know 700 kids in a building it's like okay like it was kind of hard to see but it wasn't until I took a walk through when there was no one there over Christmas break and I was like oh my gosh this place is filthy right and it just really opened my eyes and it made me think about the four corners and the four walls exercise that we talk about in the book that I learned from Marcus Limonis. Uh, he's, he was on The Prophet, if you've seen his work. But it's like every single day, you should be like walking the four corners uh, of your campus, right? And, and coming in as a guest and looking at your school as a guest and going through you know, uh, uh, you know, car line and, and, and even calling your school and seeing how like people answer, like everything matters, right? Because it's clean, safe, secure, and adequate facilities. And then, and then once you've done the four corners, then you come in and do the four walls, right? You walk through the building and you look for things and you, you inspect what you expect and you make big things out of little things, right? Because, you know, um, dirt over time, which I've learned the hard way, it like, it cakes because when I talk to the cleanup crew, they're like, well, we can't. It's like caked in because they waxed over top of the dirt, Lauren. They waxed over the dirt. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, right. So it's it's important. Right. I know you've got a couple of thoughts, you know, around this, too, about about, you know, you know, it's 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 so important to have a clean facility, a safe facility. Um, you know, we've had all these emergencies in you know, schools over years about shootings and it's it always gets leaked back to someone maybe leaving a door open or maybe a door not being locked. It's just critically important because nobody, nobody can learn in an unsafe environment. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, sharing with you earlier that um, at my former school, that was, if we were getting a bad Google review, it was mainly about people complaining about the, the cleanliness of a bathroom. And you were talking about, it was hard to see, with 700 students in the building. Um, but it also reminded me, as charter schools are growing and expanding, you have to maintain this checklist and um, the staff that you're expecting to implement it because with more bodies in the building, just the more yeah, you're right. that accumulates everywhere. And so that was something that we realized like, oh, the bathrooms are being used more frequently because we have a hundred more kids this year and maybe we need more staff to to maintain it. So, or the doors uh, are being touched more often, right? If you've got yeah. the push doors and the bar doors, like, I mean, that same school, I just remember going to a door and being like, whoa, that's not the shade of gray. This is a silver door handle, but it wasn't silver anymore. And I, I just wow. took a, a rag and I was like, wow, look, right. So it is really important that every single day, 
you and someone are taking a time, you know, someone who's got that lens, right, is walking through and marking things. And if you've got a third uh, party team, like you walk through with them and you you come to an agreement, like this is what I expect to see uh, with that. And it's the same for your emergency plans and your risk plans. I mean, Lauren, I can't tell you how many charter schools that I've either been the interim at or even the head of school at where uh, no one knows how to turn the fire alarm off. Mm -hmm. So they don't test the fire alarm using the fire alarm. They test the fire alarm using a walkie-talkie. And I'm like, is that how you're going to do it? Like, if the school's on fire, right? So everything what we just learned at that high-performing uh, charter school, we just visited Endeavor Charter School. They they try to make it as real as possible every single time so people can really get used to what an emergency may be. God forbid we never want to have it. But if there is an emergency, you know, you know, practicing it through a walkie-talkie or a low-level experience is not going to uh, capture the emotions, right? Mm -hmm. of that yeah. experience. Yep. Uh, speaking of that school, one thing that they did that I thought was a great takeaway, which speaks to what you were talking about earlier, not everyone knowing how to use the equipment, they bench some of their administrators during the emergency procedure so that everyone has a true feeling of someone's off campus, you know, I'm the one in charge and I've got to know how to do all the, all the steps. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So this is actually one of the longest chapters in the book too. I think when I was re uh, reading it this week and, and, but it only has three substandards, right? So um, number one, you want to make sure you get a facility that, that uh, meets your education plan. You know, I've been in charge of Montessori schools that have had small spaces and made it challenging or giant spaces where like, you know, you could probably fit, you know, 40 kids in there, but not a lot of teachers want, you know, 40 students. Right. So unused space, uh, big gyms. Right. Or or inconsistent size of rooms creates it just creates a, a poor structure in and things. And then you got to make weird and odd, you know, decisions where you don't have enough space for storage. Right. There's all these things that can happen. When you're not making good decisions on the front end, you're always repairing on the back end. Okay, so there's a there's some good you know uh, conversations I had with you know facility leaders and uh, principals in the book. Uh, we talked about the safety and the cleanliness, uh, but the last one, the emergency plans. I'll never forget. Maybe the one thing that I learned uh, uh, in my doctoral program. I think I learned three things. This is probably number one. Uh, no bomb has ever gone off in a in a school but you don't want to be the first principal that ignores the bomb threat, right? So having these constant emergency plans and risk management uh, protocols that everybody knows, everybody needs to know the emergency plan. It needs to be practiced and communicated often. And, and you know, and not as a, um, a gotcha moment or a, like, like an authoritarian, like, hey, safety is important to us. Human life is important to us. Or if we're going to do these things, we're going to practice them consistently uh, rather than look at it as a checkoff uh, for our school, right? So anything you want to add to this one, Lauren? No. Yeah. Can. Yeah. This, this one will make you make, make or break you in terms of, you know, competition. Cause like Lauren said, if your Google reviews say that your school is dirty, like no one's going to stay in a dirty hotel. No one's going to eat at a dirty restaurant. Why would they come to a dirty school? Right. So just make sure you've got those pieces in place and take the time to, to, uh, attend your school as a guest, right? Call, visit, and 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 come through a different lens, right? And ask people that will give you really good feedback. Like, how do you feel when you come into the door, right? Tell me how, you know, car line, like, is it is it as bad as everybody says, right? 
you know, what are those uh, pieces and really get an understanding and work to shape those things because those those are how people experience you. Those are how your first employee, you know, like experiences of you, your first uh, students and your guests and the open houses, all those things. Uh, we talk about signage in your building. Like there's so many things for you to be uh, thinking about uh, there. So uh, go to 10indicators.com. If you have yet to get your book, get your book. If you have yet to take the assessment, you can take the assessment right there. It takes 10 minutes and you'll have a score for you and the rest of your team. And then you can download your wheel of success and, and really take a look at your school. Is it is it well balanced, right? Is there some clear spots that we need to begin to immediately improve on? And it's going to help you immediately start to build your, um, your clear vision for what success would look like. Uh, and what's my starting point to help us close that gap. So thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow with challenge day number nine.